0: Welcome back to the podcast, The Secret of a Successful Life Series. Weddings are a special time in the lives of family members. In this episode titled, The Hope Christ Offers Everyone, Leroy and Betty will be married, while the extended family has traveled from several states to attend this special event. Unexpected plans will start to develop concerning a family project that will become a major blessing to many people in the coming months.
1: The entire extended family eagerly awaited for the November 30th wedding service of Leroy and Betty. Plans were made for Oscar and Virginia with little Lila to attend. Jim and Mary were gearing up to come from the Texas Panhandle while Leo and I were planning to come from Central Texas where Leo was attending Bible school. We would meet with our Iowa families in Southern Iowa for Thanksgiving and then travel to Denton, Iowa where Leroy and Betty would get married at the Christian Church in that community. While we were waiting for the men to come in from outside work, Mary pulled out the stool for the piano and sat down, asking for Virginia and I had to join her in some songs. Girls, ever since Leo and Barbara Jean's wedding last June, I've wanted to get us all together to sing. If Betty could only join us, we would have a ladies' quartet, but for now, we can have a trio. What do you want to sing? Mary, Virginia said, anything praiseworthy of the Lord is fine with me. I added my agreement in that decision. Soon, Mary was playing one gospel hymn after another, and we were having a wonderful time. Coming in from the kitchen, Anna and Julianne said, Ladies, that's wonderful. We so love to hear you sing like that. Soon after that, the men were coming in the house and heard our music. Once again, there were great comments about our singing. Several of the men mentioned how we should sing more often. Finally, during the meal, Mary came up with a suggestion. Guys, since you all have repeatedly commented about how you would like to hear our singing, here's an idea. Jim and I have often talked about how we would like you to come hunt those mule deer on our ranch. Maybe each one of the men and his family could put together a sermon to preach as a week-long revival message to preach at our church in Texas. You could hunt during the day and each one take a turn preaching in the evenings. We ladies could then provide special music each night for the services. Now I realize we would not have a piano there and that's not an issue to Jim or me. I think we could still have a great time. So fellas, what do you think of that idea? At first, Oscar commented that he was an undertaker and not a preacher. What kind of sermon could he preach that would lead to a revival. Looking at Oscar, his dad said, Son, I know the kind of ability you have. You're the kind of man that's open to God's leading. So if the Lord puts a message on your heart, I know you would share it and do quite well in the process. Then looking at his daughter Mary, David said, Honey, I think that is a wonderful idea. I'm reaching the point where... I have to start branching out in my preaching work here, maybe even step down from preaching at Cedar Grove, but by all means continue to serve the Lord. While I would enjoy hunting deer in your ranch, I would not have the church you attend pay for my vacation. If I come to preach, it would have to be as a gift to your congregation. I think we could work on every man in the family to help bring a message that would glorify the Lord. With what some first thought was a great joke about preaching revival like that, the more everyone thought about it, the family started to realize that maybe God might be leading our family into something special like that. It was mentioned that we should pray about the subject and see where God might take this idea to. That Friday evening, there was a wedding rehearsal at Betty's home church for the wedding the next day. While Leroy and Leo are very close as brothers, Leroy asked his army friend Wayne Taylor to be the best man. Wayne had cared for him when they were shot down in France, and then carried him across Spain in the war. Wayne and his wife drove from Wisconsin to be involved in the wedding. Leroy asked Leo to be his groomsman for the wedding. That night, after the rehearsal, Mary gathered Betty, Virginia, and me together by the piano. Ladies, I want us to sing a song or two while we're waiting for the meal to be prepared. Soon, all four of us were singing gospel songs and having a great time. The other people in the sanctuary stopped what they were doing and greatly enjoyed our singing, if I say so myself. That is when Mary said, This week I suggested that the men in our family develop a sermon each and give a revival at the church Jim and I attend next fall. That way they can come to hunt deer, and more importantly, share something important about Jesus. I would love to have my family come. Girls, I want each one of us to pray on this idea and see if we can encourage our men to follow up on this. Mary's idea was well received, and in the coming months, great thought would be given concerning holding a revival meeting in the Texas Panhandle. At this point, no one but the Lord knew how a great change of heart was going to take place in that service. The next day, Leroy David and Betty June had a wonderful and memorable wedding service. Preacher John Matthews started the service with prayer and then expressed how the very fact that Leroy David and Betty June met was a blessing from God. Many prayers had been shared with the Lord and Jesus brought those two together. Betty, had some of the parachute material that Mary and I had had left over from our dresses and went on to make a special dress of her own. After the special wedding service, Leroy David and Betty June left for a wedding trip to a cabin in Minnesota. Since the next day was Sunday, our family headed back to the Cedar Grove Church of Christ for services the next day. After the family dinner, Leo and I had to leave for Texas. Before leaving, Mary said, I know this sounds like a joke, but I really think we need to pray about the men leading a revival at the church Jim and I attend. Would everyone make a commitment to pray about that, and seek the Lord's will?" Little sister, I don't know what I could say that would help anyone, but if that's what Jesus wants me to do, then I'll be all for it. I'll be praying about this. Hugging Oscar, Mary said, Thank you, big brother. It was so good to see you and your wonderful family again." At that, Mary hugged Leo and I and said goodbye to us. When Leroy and Betty got back from their wedding trip, they settled into their new home. One of the wedding gifts they received was an electric toaster. Since the electricity had just been turned on while they were gone, the newlyweds decided to try out the toaster. After making a slice of toast for each of them, they enjoyed it so much They decided to try another slice each. The toast tasted so good, they just couldn't stop. By the time they were full, they'd eaten almost an entire loaf of bread. Leroy and Betty would laugh about that experience for years. The first Sunday Leroy and Betty were back, they went forward at the end of the church service. Betty expressed a desire to be a part of the Cedar Grove Church of Christ. She shared how preacher John Matthews had baptized her years ago and she wanted to serve the Lord in that congregation. Leroy then expressed how as a new couple, he and Betty would attend the church. But for one year, they would not take on any regular responsibilities there. After that time, they would become very involved in the life of the church. But during this first year, they would enjoy their new lives together. During the winter months, Leroy and Betty attended farm sales and little by little bought farm machinery and needed supplies for the house and farm. With electricity on the farm, Leroy was able to use a welder he bought, and with Betty's help, they worked at refitting and modifying farm equipment to use for the next farming season. In the evenings, they sometimes attended revival meetings in the area. One day, Leroy and Betty dropped in to see Uncle David and Aunt Anna. We wanted to tell you about a revival meeting we attended last night. Oh, where was that at? Uncle David said. We went to that new church over at Smithville. It's not a Church of Christ. Betty said, you can say that again, sweetheart. This sounds interesting. Let's grab some cookies and have some coffee while we talk about it. Thank you, Uncle David. Reaching for a cookie, Betty's husband said, Do you remember that new family we've been inviting to the Cedar Grove and they attended a few times, the McCormicks? Yes, I recall them coming to church a few times. Well, they were there also. And when the preacher invited people to come to Christ, they went forward. Uncle David... This makes me so mad. All that preacher did was just have them repeat a prayer and then said, no matter whatever happened, they were Christians and were going to heaven. The preacher said that's all they had to do. Uncle David, that's not in the Bible. That guy never said anything about repenting of their sins or being baptized or living a faithful life for God after this. Uncle David, where did that kind of teaching develop from anyway? I can see you're upset about this, and I don't blame you. One should never teach something that has to be untaught later. Leroy and Betty, you both have some real shepherd hearts, and that's what Anna and I really love about you. Concerning your question, I've studied this and even asked Jim Green, who teaches at the Bible School in Cincinnati, about it. He said that before the 1500s, there was no major teaching about people coming to Christ without the need to be baptized. The churches of that time taught that baptism was for the forgiveness of sins. But some man by the name of Zwingli, came up with teachings that are accepted as gospel today. Mr. Zwingli went so far to say that everyone before him, except the apostles, were wrong. Sounds like he thought a lot of himself. I would suggest that you two do an in-depth study on this subject and then pray about how to present this material. Uncle David, that sounds really good. Thank you, Betty said. Anna then joined the conversation. Our Mary came up with a suggestion just before you two got married. She would like to see the men of this family hold a revival meeting at the church she and Jim go to. She thought that this fall the guys could go deer hunting and then each one could preach one sermon. Then you four girls could sing special music like you did the night before your wedding last fall. The more I pray about this, I think this family needs to do that. Looking at Anna, Uncle David said, Now, sweetheart, just what kind of sermons do you think each one of us guys could preach? Good ones. I know it would be easier for you, Harry and Leo, since you've had some training and experience in preaching, but what about each one of you preaching a sermon about the hope of Jesus that he offers from the perspective of a, in your case, honey, a preacher and nephew Leroy as a farmer, then for Oscar as an undertaker, for Walter as a factory worker, and for Harry as an army chaplain. Each one of the men in his family could share important things about being a Christian in everyday life that relates to each person. Someone attending that revival will be blessed. I just know it. We need to go for their good. Honey, I suppose you're right. Let's keep praying on this and see where God is leading us. It already looks like the Lord is leading us in a great way. I guess I'd better not get in the way. At that, nephew Leroy said, Betty and I made the commitment not to be involved in any regular church activities for the first year of our marriage. Helping in a revival in Texas does not fit into a regular part of our church activities. You know, Every once in a while, I get the feeling that maybe I should step back from preaching at the Cedar Grove Church and devote myself to doing some revival preaching. Maybe this will just be the Lord's way that will start that activity for Anna and me. I could see myself slowing down in the farm situation and letting you and Betty do more of the farm operation in the years to come while I do things like that. This is something to pray about. We agree, Uncle David. Leroy said, and Betty nodded her head in agreement. In the coming weeks, each family member prayed about the idea of a fall revival in Texas. Letters were written to each household about the possibility to leading a revival service with the ideas Anna suggested. The idea was received with open arms. Apparently God was going to use this family in a mighty way to help my home congregation and community. Jim Nelson obtained permission from the church elders for our family members to lead a revival. At Uncle David's insistence, no offering was expected for this service. It was meant to be a gift to the congregation there. In the coming months, each man that would take part started to pray about and develop a sermon about the hope of Christ from their special perspective. At the time, we did not know the major revival that would develop, but God had great plans to unfold in that November service.
0: Thank you for joining us today. In the next episode titled, Unexpected Concerns that the Lord Helps Us With, high school junior Oscar McIntosh will make a major step into manhood he understands the consequences of helping his friends pull a Halloween prank that will become the talk of the community. We invite you to listen to this podcast.